emergency pod before we hop into this emergency podcast got to tell you guys about strava craft coffee strava craft coffee of course that delicious smooth cbd coffee it combines two great things delicious coffee and that cbd benefit that you get which helps with aches pains migraines anything that's going on including the coffee jitters it helps relieve so it's really the perfect one two punch for you Make sure to check out Strava Craft Coffee, delicious coffee. And if you do, use the code DNVR20 for 20% off your entire purchase. And if you've already used the magical code DNVR20, well, subscribe to Strava Craft Coffee, where you'll save 20% on every order. And you have the option of getting your coffee every two, three, four, six, or eight weeks delivered straight to you. You don't have to order it. You don't have to enter your credit card information. It just shows up at that 20% off. So make sure to check out Strava Craft Coffee and make sure to check it out at the DNVR bar where we've got it on tap. It is a favorite in the DNVR bar. So make sure to check out Strava Craft Coffee. All right, Dre, let's hop into the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome into this emergency podcast to talk about the big move the Broncos made by releasing Todd Davis. I'm your host, Zach Stevens, joined by my man, the professor, Dre, the math yeah. magician. I love it. And before we hop into the show, guys, got to tell you about our presenting sponsor, MSU Denver Online. MSU Denver Online puts a dynamic education at your fingertips without forcing you to decide between earning a degree and living your life. As the whole world goes remote right now, MSU Denver has already mastered it, and they have mastered the art of online learning. So make sure to check out everything they have to offer at msudenver.edu slash online to see all of the programs they have, including over 40 online and hybrid programs and 750 classes. So make sure to check them out, msudenver.edu slash online. My boy, Dre, thanks My for hopping on with me to talk about this news in between Dude. the abs intermission, I mean, one thing the Broncos are great at, as we know, is always staying <laughs> yeah. relevant. Now, I would think an, an abs game seven would take some precedence over this, but this was big enough news to do Dude. an emergency pod. So thanks for jumping on with me. And, and Dre, when you first saw that, what did you think? Uh, I couldn't believe it. I was really, really shocked. Um Obviously, you know, had this happened like two years ago, no shock whatsoever. Like, had this happened in the first offseason where Vic Fangio and his staff were hired, you almost would have expected something like this to some extent. Right, right. But the history we've had at linebacker since Vic Fangio's been on this team, not signing high-end free agents, not drafting anyone high, passing up on guys like Devin Bush, passing up on really any first two-day picks, settling for guys more like Josie Jewell, Justin Sternot. Then with the injuries that had occurred to the linebacking core in recent days, I was completely blindsided by this. Didn't see it coming one bit. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it, it, it 
was very shocking because, Dre, just a week ago, the Broncos lost Justin Stranod for the season, and that immediately meant linebacker depth. The Broncos need to go out and sign someone. So, of course, they've had the week of the linebackers this week. Oh, yeah. You go out and you get uh, Mark Day or, or Mark Barron. That's why I'm repping the uh, Alabama polo, bringing in another okay. Alabama player. Uh, and then today you, you trade, uh, make a trade for a backup linebacker, and now you're thinking, okay, the depth is good. Let's go cut our most experienced linebacker. It It, it is shocking. Because do do the Broncos need depth at cornerback? No. Do the Broncos need depth at defensive line? No. Do the Broncos need depth at safety? Maybe. But but you're very comfortable with the starting two that they have. Right. Linebacker was the one where, Dre, it wouldn't have been a surprise if they added someone off waivers. Mm -hmm. Kind of like a Mark Barron type of uh, of guy. Instead, Todd is out the door. And today I'm surprised by the move. Because just in yesterday's pod, we were talking about how Todd was making positive steps back on the field. But two weeks ago, at the beginning of camp, when Todd Davis got hurt, I thought, hmm, Hmm. could this be a move? Because it would save $5 million, $4.5 million against the cap. And obviously, when he he was cut, you you can't move on from him because of the injury. Mm -hmm. So you had to wait for him to get healthy. But I thought, man, to save that money, if you're not going to have a healthy Todd Davis, could make sense. Mm-hmm. But now a week before the season, I do have to say I'm very shocked by it, especially with the timing. I mean, it feels like a really loud endorsement of guys like Josie Jewell, who were kind of forgotten at this point. But if you're looking for a, jo- a, a Todd Davis replacement, a quarterback to that defense – at least on your first two downs, Jewel seems to be the logical response here. And that speaks really loudly for the Iowa town. Yes, it, it does. And Dre, this is a guy that 10 days ago, let me pull up the quote right here because I have it. 10 days ago when we talked to him, he said, I'm just trying to work hard, uh, hard every day and hopefully become within the next year, whatever it is, a starter again. That's my main goal. I want to start on defense. Well, 10 days later, Josie, you're the starter. And Dre, I think that's exactly how it's going to break down. I think Josie Jewell is going to end up being the starter on first and second down. Uh, and then third down, you bring in Mark mm-hmm. Barron, uh, right. Justin Hollins. You have him as well. Maybe maybe right. it's a sign that he's developing well, although they just moved him inside this year a week ago. Yeah. So it's not like that. That's a um, you're, you're counting on him to be a big role. Right. But it's going to be linebacker by committee. And uh, last year... At the beginning of the season, it seemed like it was linebacker by committee next to Todd Davis. You know, you had Todd Davis being the dude and then linebacker by committee. Obviously, Mm -hmm. Alexander Johnson takes that and runs away with it. So much so that the Broncos said, Alexander, you're now our linebacker who's going to be a three down player. And now we're going to go by committee with everyone else. Yeah. um, I mean, you could do worse approaches. And I guess... The other crazy thing is this is a team, I know they were primarily a nickel last year most of the time, but in that nickel, they had two inside linebackers. Um, the, like Todd Davis was on the field just about 100% of the snaps when he was healthy, and he was calling the plays. So it just seems like a massive change. But obviously, with him being injured, they've been able to practice with the ones without him, and they must have felt really comfortable. Has Mark Barron even practiced with the team yet? 
He has a, a couple practices, and each day it's gotten a little more reps for him. I mean, this also feels like quite the ringing endorsement for him. Yeah, yeah, the, the, this is a ringing endorsement for for three guys for Josie Jewell that that mm-hmm. he can be the the guy the run stopper that you need for Mark Barron because yes. Dre, like you said, I believe his first practice was Tuesday with the team. They have right. not practiced today because they're practicing tonight. So that's three practices, and this is a guy <laughs> who had to learn the defense first. So big endorsement, right. Tim, and then of course, I don't think they're making this move with Todd Davis if they don't think that Alexander Johnson is going to at least be the player that he was last year, at least if not a step up, because I know there's some people that are still in wait and see mode with Johnson. And and, and I get that even though he was a beast last year, but there's still some people in wait and see mode. The Broncos are not in wait and see mode. They think that he is the truth. They think he's probably a pro bowl caliber player in order to move on from Todd. Yeah, I think you're right. And yet the play that stands out most to me, in the Todd Davis-Alexander Johnson partnership there in the middle is a play that you pointed out to me when we were just talking at the office off air um, midway through last season. It's a red zone play. I forget who the opponent was. There's a man in motion. You can see Alexander Johnson's kind of lost, and I think it's Todd Davis. Maybe it's even Justin Simmons kind of tapping him and saying, hey, this is your assignment, putting him in the right spot right before the snap, is it, it right before the ball is snapped, Alexander Johnson makes a key play to prevent a touchdown, but he's not in the right spot. If not for a teammate like Todd Davis or Justin Simmons puts them in that right spot. So you're, you're expecting that growth, that IQ, that pre-snap read to really make a big jump because we've seen the skills, uh, great run thumper, very physical East, you know, moving sideline to sideline, he was far from limited as his maybe uh, physical profile would suggest, wasn't necessarily a huge liability in coverage. And on passing downs, he's a massive asset as a blitzer up the middle. You know, he can really dominate the A-gap because he is so powerful and ferocious coming downhill and attacking guards. Um, So he has a lot of utility, but it just felt all along Todd Davis was the perfect yin to his yang. And now it's all on his shoulders. And Alexander Johnson, I expect him to flourish. But this is a big moment for him. Yeah, it really is a big moment. And, Dre, that's a, that's a great point. And it reminds me of something that Vic Fangio said just about a week ago when asked about Alexander Johnson calling the plays and taking that from Todd Davis yeah. uh, b- because Todd Davis has been hurt. Right. Vic said, I'm not 100% comfortable with that. So, that is even more so of, of kind of kind of mind blowing, and that Dre, that may be the biggest um, surprise and the biggest part of this move is you just lost the quarterback of your defense. You just lost the signal yeah. caller, not because he went down for a season-ending injury, not because you traded him for a first-round pick, because you released him. You chose to do that for four and a half million dollars in savings, and to me, I'm just wondering if. Has Vic Fangio changed his mind in the past week? Because he he said he wasn't 100% comfortable mm-hmm. with Alexander Johnson calling the plays and taking on that responsibility because of what we saw last year. And, and your yeah. great example that you pointed out, has he changed that? Or does he just think that there is not much of a fall-off between Todd Davis and then Josie Jewell, Mark mm-hmm. Barron by committee? Because I, I do know he's comfortable with Josie Jewell in there calling plays. So uh, Vic must just say... Four four and a half million dollars. I can take that money and I can go spend and I can with the linebackers we have, I can make up for that. 
Right, yeah. In that week, some more certainty must have been instilled in uh, in Vic to, to have a little more confidence and at least someone to call these plays on on defense, really, because that, for a veteran defensive head coach to, uh, to get rid of his play caller, uh, you know, a week's time before the season starts, that kind of shocked me. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. You're counting on Josie Jewell to be that reliable IQ, to be that quarterback. The other question that stems from this, okay, you've got the cap savings. Now what? Right. What do you do with these cap savings? Yeah. Right, it, exactly. And now the Broncos have $30 million in cap savings, which is top five in the league. Are they going to go? I know a lot of people out here are asking the question, Jadavion Clowney is, is right, he in the cards? Right, and a lot of people right. would, would would then really like the move of getting rid of Todd Davis if that's the thing. Oh, but yeah. Dre, you you don't need that four and a half million dollars to go sign Jadavion. You already had twenty six mm-hmm. million dollars in cap space. So if this was a move to get Jadavion, I'm telling you, it's not. It's not a move right, to get right. to get Jadavion. Some people have said Miles Jack. Now that one makes more sense because. You would you, again. You don't need that four and a half million dollars to get Miles Jack. You already have twenty five million dollars in cap space mm-hmm. to go get him if if you want and if he's available. Um, but you just obviously wouldn't have a spot for Todd Davis on the right. roster if right. that's the case. So that makes more sense to me than Clowney. Mm-hmm. But also, Dre, you already made two moves at linebacker. So we we have some people in 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 right. the comment section asking what inside linebackers are available on the market right now. I don't think you're making this move to then go make another move at linebacker. I think this no, was just the no. we would rather take the four and a half million dollars and have Josie by committee because the Broncos have already made multiple moves at linebacker this week. We talked about Mark Barron. Then earlier today, they right. traded Christian Covington, a backup defensive lineman who did not look like he was going to make the roster uh, for, for a backup veteran linebacker, mm-hmm. Austin Calitro, uh for, from the Bengals. This is a guy who is a solid backup at linebacker. You don't want to ask much more from him and a really yeah. good special teams guy. Yes. So I just don't see them making all these moves then just to make another one at linebacker. No, exactly, exactly. I mean, if anything, as you mentioned, they had the cap to make that move prior. Then once they get their guy, they could let him go. They've already added two guys. I don't think they were waiting to make a third move to get rid of Todd Davis. In fact, we don't just know. Like the evidence is clear in front of us that there's no logical path there. A, a clowny would be nice if Chubb isn't a hundred percent. But again, this would be completely unrelated. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I mean, it just goes to show you the confidence they have in the committee, and maybe the lack of confidence or the lack of need they felt uh, for Todd Davis on the field. And maybe he's one of those guys. You know, I always talk about. Um, There is something about, uh, you know, athletes, super duper athletes, when they lose a half step, all of a sudden it kind of brings them back to being on an equal playing field with these other elite athletes that play in these top pro leagues. Well, when you're a below average athlete and you lose that half step, sometimes there's no recouping that. man. And, And maybe this injury was enough for them to be like, he was already limited athletically. This is going to sap him enough to where there's there's not much to do with him. That's a really good point. And last year he had a calf injury, which kept him out mm-hmm. all of training camp and preseason. Right. 
This year he gets a calf injury on the other calf. And so maybe it was that, Dre. Maybe it was saying, okay, the, the injuries are just piling up. We can save $4.5 million by making this move 10 days before the season. Is that better than doing it, you know, one week into the season, having him to put him on IR because another injury pops up, then we don't get to save the money. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's surprising. And, and Dre, I have to ask you, because we've had so many comments about Jadavion, on a just totally different note, should the Broncos, with their $30 million in cap space, make a play for Jadavion Clowney? Only on a nice, cheap, prove-it one-year deal. Um, and so what are say- we talking about? One one year for like six, six and a half. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, yeah. again, it's one year, right? So you say, yeah. hey, we've got this defense. Chubb isn't 100%. We're going to rotate you. We're going to do some NASCAR fronts. You may even play hand in the dirt sometimes with Vaughn behind you. You're, you're going to get some production and a fun defense. We're going to make this defense real good. And this will allow you to go get your real money next year. Probably not with us, but this gives you that chance. That'd be the pitch. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't so, get my hopes up. I think they're counting on Jeremiah Tachu a lot as well. Yeah, and people who are pounding the table for Clowney are probably saying, Jeremiah, oh, who? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but I agree with you, Dre, man. Yeah, if, if you can bring Clowney in, heck, I'll go, I would go up to one million fi- or one year, 15 million dollars. Wow. I don't even think that's going to get it done, Dre. So I think the one one year, six million dollars would be fantastic. I don't think it's going to happen because of now so much interest mm-hmm. from from some high profile teams who I think are going to have um, a, a lot of money for him. So unfortunately, this is not a move for Jadevian Clowney. This is not a move. I, I don't think it's a move from Miles Jack, although that makes a little bit more sense. How how big of a move is this, Dre? Ten days before the season, how, how much better or worse is the Broncos' defense? Well, I think it's a bit of a wash right now. Um, I think that just looking at them on paper as someone who rewatches every game a couple times and charts all the games and grades every player. So I'm pretty familiar with Todd Davis and Josie Jewell and all they've done in a Broncos jersey. I think it's mostly a wash as far as on-field play. What it decreases is the the IQ of that defense. You know, I know people were very critical of uh, Todd Davis and his inability in coverage, but often Todd Davis was in the right spot. You know, he'd always get killed for his performances against the Chiefs. Look, he, he was doing what the game plan indicated, which was we don't want to get burned on big plays to Hardman and Tyreek Hill. So uh, we'll live with that 10 to 15 yard gate from Travis Kelsey. Just don't allow that to be a big play. And he would do that. You know, he, he was in the right spot. He was making his tackles. He wouldn't miss many tackles. So now I think you're, you're gambling a bit on upside. You're hoping that the ceiling of guys like maybe, Joseph Jones can be one of the committee members in coverage. You're really counting on Mark Barron to have a bit of an impact in sub packages. We'll see. There could be a formula here, but we're entering the unknown, which is always a little scary for me. Man, and here's what people can feel good about, is if there's anyone to trust when it comes to linebackers, it's got to be Vic Fangio, right? I mean, for, for the past 30 years in the NFL, if there's anyone that you're going to say, take over the, my linebacking core. You, you get to make all the decisions. It's got to be Vic. Vic, the, Bron- the Broncos don't make this move to only save $4.5 million. If Vic Fangio 
isn't probably just signing off. He's probably saying, mm-hmm. John, how much do you want four and a half million dollars? Right. Of course, the general manager is going to say, of course, I want four and a half million dollars. Right. And then Vic probably said, Let, let's move on from Todd. And that, that, that's really good to know that there's not much of a drop off between uh, Todd and Josie. And maybe also to relieve some concern about um, the, the quarterback of the defense, maybe you're going to see that from the safeties a lot. More. Now, may, maybe not too. calling the plays, but the brains. Yes. Yes. Yeah, you're really counting on Kareem Jackson. Justin Simmons' IQ is unquestioned. I think the just his vision of the field would be key. Maybe that would be the route I'd go um, with quarterback of the defense. Yeah, you make a great point. There, there'd be no one else we would entrust the, uh, you know, the linebacker unit to than Vic Fangio. And what Vic has told us in the last two years, what he's told uh, film nerds like myself is, guys, don't don't fret too much. Like this position mm-hmm. isn't super important. We'll figure it out. We'll find a street free agent like Alexander Johnson, right, make him right. work. And, you know, I can find a quarterback to my D with one of these fifth rounders we've got and I'll figure it out. Don't you worry. Right. Exactly. And I think that's a fantastic point about Alexander Johnson. He's playing like a first round pick, Dre. He wasn't a first round pick. No, and obviously no. he had a very complicated background in history yes. and, and is a big time talent, but the Broncos got him. And before Vic was here, he didn't have a role with this team. He was just mm-hmm. a talented guy that they had. Vic comes in, and I think Alexander Johnson even surprised Vic. So yeah. maybe, there's, maybe there's that other gem that's there. And Al- th- this was Todd Davis's last year on the contract. So mm-hmm. clearly the Broncos weren't planning on him being right. a long-term option. So you lose him for this year. And yeah. what, what will have to happen for us to look back and say that was a bad decision by the Broncos. They shouldn't have saved four and a half million dollars because I'm thinking of playing Kansas City. And let's say Josie Jewell gets burned by Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Are we really looking back and saying, ah, if only we had Todd Davis? If only the Broncos had Todd yeah. Davis? Pro- probably not. Yeah. Is if is it if if Josie Jewell gets steamrolled over and over and over? Maybe that's right. when we're looking right. back in, in saying that. I just don't expect Josie Jewell to be getting, you know, yeah. plowed over. Yeah, that's his MO. Maybe he's not super spectacular. Maybe he's not like crashing to his spots, but he's a guy who's reliable. He won't miss many tackles. He'll be in his spots. He won't be out of position. So yeah, I think I think that's where the trust comes, that they can trust Josie Jewell to at least be in the right spots like 95% of the time and they feel confident enough that'll happen even at game speed as he gets significantly more reps than he would have otherwise. Yeah, and and because now maybe maybe it comes back to saying that this is a bad move if the defense just looks lost, especially week mm-hmm. one, week two, yes. week three. But that's that's gonna be on Vic because he should be yep. empowering the guys that he trusts, which which is Kareem, which is Justin Simmons. Don't put everything on Josie Jewell's plate. If you're not comfortable, hundred percent comfortable with Alexander Johnson taking this defense, then don't put it on his plate. Right. Right. Give it, give it to the safety, split it up between these guys. And I don't think that should be very difficult to do because you have two very experienced, mm-hmm. very smart guys uh, in that safety group. So don't put it all on Josie. Don't put it all on Alexander yep. Johnson. And it it is tough moving on from a guy that's been with your team for six years, has yes. started 60 games for you. Crazy. But in, in the end, 
it's the question I asked you, Dre, how much drop off is there? Yep. Probably shouldn't be too much. Yeah, no, it probably shouldn't be too much. And with Todd Davis starting 90% of your snaps, you kind of knew like that position was capped out, right? right? There was no, there was no improving from here. You, in yeah. fact, with Todd Davis and the injuries, at most you were maybe hoping he could replicate what he was doing last year, which was like borderline decent starter level. Um, so yeah, now this gives you a little more opportunity, and I think they'll get more creative with uh, with these sub packages. I think they'll. You know, I'll be interested. I've always been big on Joseph Jones. I'd love to see him get a little more playing time. I'd love to see Justin Watson and see what two more physical inside linebackers could do. I, and I'd love to see Justin Hollins try it out a little more and see how that length and range can really play up in coverage. So if anything else, this opens up opportunities for other guys, and you can see if maybe that position can reach a higher ceiling than where it was. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Dre, I really appreciate you jumping on with yeah, me to get man. this emergency pod in. The next 24 hours are going to be busy as the cut yes. deadline is 2 p.m. Mountain Time tomorrow. So literally 23 hours away from the Broncos going from 78 players down to 53. Mm -hmm. 25 cuts still need to be made. We'll see if there's any bigger moves which prof maybe even another emergency pod, but we'll be right back with you on the Broncos podcast tomorrow after those moves, after we talk to John Elway and Vic Fangio to find out just what's going on. So make sure to stay tuned to the DNVR.com. That'll do it for the live portion of this podcast. Thank you guys so much for jumping on. And I'm going to jump into the comments section to talk to you people on this fine Friday. And just like that, we're into the comment section. I let Dre run so he can catch the rest of the abs game. And speaking of the abs. Before we hop in the comment section, I got to tell you about the best beer to be drinking right now during an abs game. That's the Avalanche Amber from Breckenridge Brewery. So delicious. And boy, does it have the perfect name, the perfect packaging as well from Breckenridge Brewery. The Avalanche Amber is perfect for this time of year. Yes, it is 98 degrees out this weekend in Denver, but on Tuesday, I kid you not, Nearly a 60-degree drop when the snow rolls in, and that's exactly when you want to get your hands on an avalanche amber. When that storm's rolling in, nothing says chilly like an avalanche amber. So make sure to check out the avalanche amber from Breckenridge Brewery and, of course, all the other delicious beers they have. Speaking of delicious, they also have delicious food over at their farmhouse. Make sure to check out everything they have on their menu. You can give them a call today if you want to order for pickup. Give them a call at 303-803-1380. Check out all the delicious food they have and check out all the delicious beer they have over at Breckenridge Brewery. You can buy those at local grocery stores or Costco. And if you can't find them at either of those, check out the Breck Beer Locator to find the closest place for you to get some hands on some Breckenridge Brewery, because it is a Breck Brew Friday. And before we jump in the se comment section, got to tell you about DraftKings Sportsbook, because football's right around the corner, and there's no better place to get in on all of the action than at DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. And to celebrate the return of football, DraftKings is giving all users a no-brainer to start the season. Listen up because you definitely don't want to miss this. Have you ever heard of a football team losing by 100 points? What about the Super Bowl champs? I certainly have it. And for week one, DraftKings is ensuring that if even Kansas City were to lose in historic fashion, 
you would still cash your bet. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook has moved the spread to Kansas City plus 101 points for all users. So even if Kansas City loses by 100 points, you still win big with DraftKings Sportsbook, and that's a no-brainer. And on top of that amazing offer, DraftKings is giving away $100 million in prizes to all users who enter their free football survivor pool. All you have to do is sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook, enter their survivor pool, and you'll instantly get a share of up to $100 million in giveaways. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code DNBR to take advantage of this no-brainer of an offer. That's promo code DNBR to get in on all of the action. For a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right, let's jump into the comments section. Thank you guys so much for rolling with me on this Friday afternoon. So pumped to be able to roll with you guys today. First one coming in from Andy Reid's Burner. My boys, awesome coverage as always. Just want to say thank you for the amazing support and helping many of us keep normal in these distressing times. Fun little question here for you and anyone who wants to reply. What present player who has the same first name as you would you most want to play for in a game, i.e. you get to take their place that game, and which game of the season would it be? Mine is Tim Patrick against the Bucks. We'll love to stick it to Brady and double down on Mace's team. Cheers. Oh, I love that answer there, Andy Reid's burner. So I take it your name isn't actually Andy Reid, unless this is all a cover-up. Hmm. Well, for me, I'm going to go with someone who spells their name just like me. And that's head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, Christian Covington's team, Zach Taylor, the good old Z-A-C spelling. I'd love to take his spot. Be the head coach of an NFL team with the number one overall pick. Sign me up. That's who I'm going with. I know you said player, but I'm going to expand it just a bit and go Zach Taylor. Good question there, Andy Reid's burner. And anyone else who wants to chime in, throw it in the comment section so we can get some more responses to that. Count Locula. I feel like uh, I'm very honored reading his question today. He says, will you local bloggers be able to attend home games? And if so, are you allowed to bring the following? New mouse traps, Breck brews, Pop Tarts, dishwasher salmon, and Mace's famous queso dip. I'm convinced the week one contest will be a certain charmer, but I'm more concerned about the creature comforts of COVID coverage. Love the count. Well, thank you so much, Count, for caring about my creature comforts. Mouse traps, I bet I could sneak one in. I, and they definitely, definitely need them. Pop-Tarts, I probably should bring one because it's going to be a late night. Dishwasher salmon? No, definitely not. Definitely not. And I'll have to ask Mace about his queso dip. And I think we will be able to attend games. I'm pretty sure we will be able to attend games. It may be at a limited number of media that could attend. So we may only be able to send one or two of us to each game. But that just means that uh, there's going to be a party at the DNVR bar. We'll find out very soon on the exact specifics and pass that on to you, Count. Thanks for caring about us. Mark IT Snatch says, hey, guys, quick. Oh, Mace with a trivia Simpsons question. And I don't know anything about the Simpsons. So I can't help you there, Mark IT Snatch. As for football, 
Based on what you've seen, what needs to happen for Pat Shermer to avoid riding the OC carousel? Well, this is a great question. And it seems like every year when we talk about this, we're like, okay, this guy's going to get a shot for at least two years, right? Maybe three years. Heck, Rich Scangarello was this young up-and-coming guy. You should have expected a little turbulence with him. And uh, they weren't able to ride through the turbulence. But I think that, that Vic Fangio has his guy in Pat Shermer. So I think as long as Vic Fangio is back as the head coach next year, which I certainly expect him to be, unless things go really bad, I'm talking three wins or less if 16 games are played. If Vic Fangio's back, Pat Shermer should be back. Now, maybe I'll give a, a one game of wiggle room. If the Broncos are 4-12 and 12 and Vic Fangio's back, there's a chance Pat Shermer's not back. But even in that case, I could see them sticking with Pat because it probably means something went wrong with the quarterback. Now, I'm touching wood here. Maybe Drew got hurt, really touching wood. Or maybe Drew just was actually bad this season. And Vic, Vic and John would say, okay, well, we're putting that all on Drew. Let's get another quarterback in here with the top pick. But we're keeping Pat. I really think if Vic Fangio is back, that Pat Shermer will be back. I think that is what's key for not having the offensive coordinator carousel. And, of course, if you get to that point where you need another offensive coordinator because you have a new head coach, well, then there's also clearly a head coach carousel going on. And I think it's got to be 3-13 and 13 bad to get to that point. Next one coming in from Flumunda Cheese. Fellas, it's been a while. Things are well in COVID land, a.k.a. the emergency room, and we are all staying safe. Hopefully I'll be getting – get to go back to down to Antarctica where I feel like I've done my part to make everybody safe enough to pack the stands at Broncos games for some good news. She said, yes, I was able to check off a bucket list item for the both of us by taking a hot air balloon ride and deciding to pop the question. At least this way, if she said, no, I'd have a quick way out. L O L man. Love hearing from you. Flamunda cheese. Awesome. Awesome. That things are going well in the emergency room. Thank you so much. And to all of the, the first responders out there and healthcare workers, just putting, honestly, putting their life on the line for everyone uh, in this country and in this world during this time. It, it, I, words don't express how grateful we are and so honored to have you guys uh, with us in this community because this community is so awesome. And then congratulations on the engagement Man, hot air balloon ride. That's got to be a great place to do it. And she said yes, so you didn't have to uh, take the quick way out. He goes, on to the Broncos. I just heard about Ha Ha Clinton Dix. Wouldn't he be a massive upgrade over Yadam? Plus, he was guaranteed $2.5 million from the Cowboys. Could we get him for the remaining $1.5 million? He did a great job for the Packers. Do you think Vic could use him to solidify the secondary? There are so many questions I have to ask, but I decided to keep it under 1,000 words this time. LOL. Stay safe, everyone. From all of us in the emergency room, wear a mask and wash your hands. And I'll add to that, social distance, stay six feet apart, avoid groups for people like Fumundo Cheese that are putting their life uh, on the line for us and taking care of all of us. Thank you so much, Fumunda. Um, yeah, haha, Clinton Dix. Gosh, I just, I see them moving on from Yadam because they had so much depth, not because they want to bring someone else in. So I don't see them adding a big name there, although 
I've always liked HaHa. I mean, I told you guys I was wearing the Alabama polo. So I, I would love that move personally. Um, and from a football perspective, I think it would make some sense by, by, by helping the secondary. I just don't see the Broncos making a move like that because, again, Yadam was because you had too much depth there anyway. So I don't see them going out and making another big move there. Next one coming in from uh, Flamunda Cheese. Again, he says, P.S., and I promise this is the last one for the day. If defense wins championships, would you rather have five tight ends on the roster or more playmakers that can contribute on defense? To me, it feels like we can use more borderline starters to keep our secondary fresh and, to, and fast to benefit Vaughn and Chubb's pressure than a bunch of tight ends sitting on the bench or practice squad waiting for the opportunity, especially if we have a few tight ends that can do the job. I'm done. Love you all and stay safe. Yeah, that, that's a good point, but you may be able to have them both. Are you willing to have two quarterbacks instead of three? I'm willing to let Brett Rippon go because I don't think Brett Rippon's the future. Um, and I also think he's going to make it to the practice squad. So then you just stash him on your practice squad. You're good to go. You can keep five tight ends. But it, it's a good question there. Uh, Antonio Acosta says, just saw word of Adrian Peterson getting released, added to a long list of vets getting released. How much will the reduced cap play into teams releasing their former stars normally like locker room guys? I understand these guys still need, still have in the tank, but I see teams giving younger players a shot to save for the anticipated reduced salary cap. Any big names on the Broncos you expect to be a future salary cap casualty during cuts? Uh, I'm going to guess Todd Davis, Antonio. Uh, no, that, that's a fantastic point. Yeah, the, the reason the Broncos could be stockpiling 30 plus million dollars in salary cap space is so that they don't have to make huge moves next year uh, for the significant drop that the cap could take. It could go down to $175 million. Uh, and of course, this year it's, it's $200 million. So if the Broncos roll over $30 million, that will really help uh, if there is the salary cap drop like is expected. So that's a fantastic point, Antonio. True Chant Fan 24 says, Mace, Drew Locke's ceiling is that of a future Hall of Famer. Zach, gross. <laughs> Love y'all. Yeah, I know. I, I feel gross saying that. It's just, man, what does Drew Locke not have for his ceiling to not be higher? Because Drew Locke, and I, I don't mean it with disrespect to Matt Ryan, but Matt Ryan is a pure pocket passer and there's nothing wrong with that there's Peyton Manning's of the world there's Tom Brady's of the world of course fantastic but when you add the mobile part to that I just feel like it it makes the ceiling higher but it also just makes it more more exciting I mean Matt Ryan's not a guy you look at especially now the way the Falcons have been the last couple of years and and you say sexy he's a he's a really good player of course if Drew Locke gets to be his caliber you're thrilled with that. I just wish it was a little more sexy of a comparison than, than that. Windy City Broncos says, when it comes to talk of tanking, can you name any team that tanked and then had success soon after? Most of what I can think of are teams that just perpetually are bad. They get those big draft picks and then still stink. Has anybody, does anybody expect the tank for Tua Dolphins to be good anytime soon? How about Bungle for Burrow Bengals? Maybe the Colts? Did they suck for luck or were they just awful without Manning? 
Even still, it didn't work out long-term. It's one thing to trade a lot of draft capital to get your quarterback. It's something else entirely to sabotage a year's worth of very short NFL careers to get them. I totally, totally know where you're coming from, Windy City Bronco. Uh, and you can look at the Philadelphia 76ers as a great example of that. Of course, they did the process. Trust the process. They did the huge rebuild over many, many years. And now it appears that it's time for them to blow it up because it did not work. It, it, it didn't fail, uh, but it did not get them to the promised land where they were hoping to be. And as for the Dolphins with the tank for Tua, it really seemed like at first they, they truly were tanking. But then at the end of the season, they definitely went against that tanking process because they started winning games and they actually finished the season uh, pretty good for, for a bad team. So I think that they could actually have success uh, with Tua, maybe not this year, because Tua is not going to be the starter in week one, but I wouldn't be shocked if they actually have success. And the Bengals, I mean, they had Andy Dalton. Anytime you have Andy Dalton, I feel like you're not actually tanking. So I don't really know if we saw a tank job in the NFL last year. Uh, the Colts were that bad. <laughs> yeah, that just shows you. That's why I said uh, in 2011, when Peyton missed the season, but he was still with the Colts, Peyton Manning should have won MVP that season, even though he didn't play a single snap. He should have been the MVP because this guy got his Colts team for a decade straight to pretty much 12 wins every single year. Without him, they lost 10 wins. He proved that year, or I guess I should say the Colts proved that year, that Peyton Manning is the most valuable player in the NFL. And I know what you're saying. Windy City Bronco, that you don't want a tanking atmosphere. You don't want a tanking environment, especially if it's going to be for multiple years. And that's, that's why John Elway was never going to buy into the whole rebuild process because he knows that saying that and allowing your team to accept losing is not good for an organization. And, and so I do respect John for, for never saying that they were rebuilding. He just did the quiet quiet rebuild like we've seen the past few years. All right, guys, before we go any further, I got to tell you about MSU Denver online one more time, because this is the place to get your education right now. We have, we have a lot of people in the DNVR office that are taking classes with MSU Denver online, and they say that it's great because it fits to your schedule and it allows, it, they teach you what you need to know for the real world. And those, isn't that what you want from an education is you want to be able to pick up the skills you need that are going to translate immediately to the real world. And heck, a lot of people don't have the time to, to sit back for four years and just go to school. They're, they're working on the side and they're taking classes on the side. And that's why MSU Denver Online caters uh, their classes to be able to work with your schedule. So make sure to check out MSU Denver online. They have over 40 online and hybrid programs and 750 classes. They have so much. So check out msudenver.edu slash online to see all they have to offer. And one more thing, got to tell you about WGT because this has been my favorite gaming app for a decade now. I love WGT. Started it off on my iPad. Now it's on my phone. And I even play it on my TV with FiGolf, which is also awesome, guys. You got to check out FiGolf. You get to play WGT with an actual golf club. It has a, a tracker on there, so it's very, very precise. But back to WGT, which is a free app. 
And we ask that you go to dnvrgolf.com to download WGT Golf. That just lets WGT know that you want to play with us. Once you're in there, go to the clubhouse section and search for DNVR and the number three next to it. That'll get you into our clubhouses. Uh, we have one, two, and now a third clubhouse. We have almost a thousand DNVR members playing WGT golf with us. We got a tournament coming up this weekend. So download WGT golf right now by going into dnvrgolf.com to download it and get in on the tournament action this weekend. It is a blast. And one thing I love about it is it brings my favorite gaming app with my favorite community, which is this community right here. So check them out, dnvrgolf.com. All right. Next one coming in from Larry Den Jr. He gives a final 53-man prediction. I'll just go through some highlights here. He has Brett Rippon making it as the third quarterback. He also has Royce making it. Uh, Tyree Cleveland makes it as well. He's also got five tight ends, including Beck and Jake Booty, as he calls him. Moody, Schlotman, Anderson and DeMar Dotson making it with the offensive line. And it seems like everything else, uh, he does have Todd Davis making it. So just like Mace did, you're going to have to update that 53 LDJ. Curious what you do to make up for that. But just three safeties, Kareem, Justin Simmons, and Trey Marshall. And he ends and says, I actually have two spots left, LOL. So I don't know. I guess we can keep Patrick Morris and Demarcus Walker as well. Well, they will be keeping Demarcus Walker. Good news for him when the Broncos trade a Christian Covington there. So thanks for giving us that 53 LDJ. Next one coming in from Drew Locka. Gentlemen, we did it. We got that dub. Let's go. Our defense put on a display reminiscent of the 2015 Broncos, and we stifled the opposition to a score of 36 to 7. Got that first football win in school history. Let's go, Drew Locka. Congratulations on the win. Now, it's off to play game two for the varsity team against the new number two team in the state. The number two team we played last week moved up to number one. Here we go again. Thanks for everything you do. Stay happy and healthy. Oh my gosh, Drew Laka, your varsity team is just opening up against, against just great teams. That is unfortunate for you, but maybe you'll be able to get the win next week and keep your freshman team undefeated. Let us know how tonight goes. Good luck, man. Aaron Litvatsky says, I just want to start with a little perspective. With the trade of Yadam, we could consider that we traded him for Casey and then got a better seventh round pick for that as well. I would say that John is doing a pretty good job from that end. A question I have, and I know that it was talked about a bit, but not very in-depth. Would you guys try to run formations and plays like the Patriots did with Gronk and Hernandez? I feel like we have guys in the tight end room that are special who could fill those roles. If I were Pat Shermer, I would be analyzing all the plays to copy what they did during that time, even if it were just a few packages. Appreciate y'all as always. Have a great weekend, Aaron Litvasky. Thank you, Aaron, for, for chiming in. Love hearing from the OG MVP right there. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, first off, I think, uh, yeah, if you think about it as trading Yadam for Casey with a better seventh round pick, that's, uh, that's a great perspective. Uh, and of course, the one I think of is the Broncos traded Andy Janovich for a seventh and one day later traded that set or a seventh for Casey. So I like to even think of it as the Broncos got Jarrell Casey for a fullback. And in terms of Gronk and Aaron Hernandez, man, if I'm Pat Shermer, if, if Jake Butt makes the team and looks good, 
Why not have three tight ends on the field at one time? Now, the reason you wouldn't is because you don't want to take Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy off the field, or Melvin Gordon or Philip Lindsay. But absolutely, I'm utilizing two tight ends and making it seem like a two tight end set where, where both of those uh, tight ends are in the line. You have Alberto on one side and Noah Fant on the other. And then you get favorable matchups against some big linebackers. And those guys are going to get open easily. So absolutely, you should take a, a page out of the Patriots playbook there. Oh, and here we go. Last one coming in from True Chant Fan 24 He says the podcast episode yesterday was named Todd Davis Gets One Step Closer. Elway, yeah, just go ahead and cut Todd Davis. Yeah, uh, that is pretty funny. It was actually Mace's uh, suggestion for the headline yesterday since he was out there at practice. And, of course, Todd Davis yesterday helped the Broncos out because he was able to, uh, to, to practice a little bit and show that that injury was good enough for them to cut him. So it's really unfortunate how sometimes that, that happens in the NFL. But Todd Davis, unfortunately, got back just in time to prove that he was healthy enough to be released. Crazy how that happens. Illinois Broncos says, my thoughts exactly. I am in shock that they released Todd Davis. And true chant fan said he, from his desk, he loudly said, holy shoot, except a different word there, L-O-L. Man, thank you guys. Thank you guys so much for rolling with me. And before I get out of here, got to tell you guys about Green Mountain Dental. They're the best damn family-owned dentistry in the metro area, and they're extreme Colorado sports fans just like all of us. And guys, here's the kicker. If you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam, you'll receive a free Sonicare toothbrush. That's right. All you have to do is take care of your teeth for Green Mountain Dental to hand over a free Sonicare toothbrush. Green Mountain Dental has been a partner of ours before we were even called DNVR. So make sure to show them the love because they're showing us the love. They're only a 15 minute drive from downtown Denver and we love them. So make sure to check out Green Mountain Dental. Schedule that cleaning x-ray and exam and you'll receive a free Sonicare toothbrush. Well, that'll do it for me today. Thank you guys so much for rolling with me on this emergency podcast. I, I couldn't wait till tomorrow to talk with you guys about this Todd Davis news. It's big news. Broncos just lost a long time starter, but they did it on their own terms. So it means that they have a plan in place. We're gonna be talking to Vic Fangio tonight. We're gonna be talking to Vic Fangio and John Elway tomorrow after the Broncos make all of the cuts to get down to a 53-man roster. So make sure to follow me on Twitter at ZachStevensDNBR for all the Broncos news the next 24 hours and beyond. Make sure to check out thednbr.com. We've got a Broncos 2020 cut tracker to let you know of all the up-to-date moves that the Broncos have. And we'll be back with you on the DNVR Broncos podcast tomorrow after all the news goes down. Thank you guys so much again for rolling with me on this Friday. Have a great start to your weekend. Something you gave me.